chromosomes. Little strands of nucleic acids and proteins are the fundamental genetic instructions that tell us who we are at birth. Most people are born with 46 chromosomes, but each year in the United States, about 6,000 people are born with an extra chromosome, making them a person with Down syndrome. If you've ever encountered someone with Down syndrome, you know that they are some of the kindest, most joyful people you will ever meet. They truly have something extra. My name is Lisa Nichols, and I have spent the last 24 years as both the CEO of Technology Partners and as the mother to Allie. Allie has something extra in every sense of the word. I have been blessed to be by her side as she impacts everyone she meets. Through these two important roles as CEO and mother to Allie, I have witnessed countless life lessons that have fundamentally changed the way I look at the world. While you may not have an extra chromosome, every leader has something extra that defines who you are. Join me as I explore the something extra in leaders from all walks of life and discover how that difference in each of them has made a difference in their companies, their families, their communities, and in themselves. On today's show, I'm excited to welcome Kalia Collier. Kalia is the owner and general manager of the St. Louis Surge, a professional women's basketball team. So, Kalia, thank you so much for being with us today. I know this is a really busy time for you, so I feel very honored that you made the time. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm excited to be on with you. Let's go on and jump in because there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Talk to us a little bit about how you grew up. I am born and raised St. Louis. I don't think I can get any more St. Louis. (laughs) Uh, Starting at the age of five, I started playing basketball. My dad was my first coach, and I fell in love with the game. Uh, Basketball has forever been my favorite sport, but I played everything as a kid. Uh, I was a BMX bike racer. I played soccer. I did Taekwondo. My parents kept me as active as possible, but I always gravitated back to basketball. And uh, I think that was a a huge point for me, learning myself, um, Mm -hmm. learning how to work with others, being defeated, learning how to bounce back. So I was always an active kid. I've always been energetic. I've always had a gift for gab. Uh, <laughs> that definitely, looking back, it's like, oh, I can see how I can end up doing this now. Yeah. Well, that is so interesting. So there's a lot of lessons that you learned through sports. Oh, absolutely. Uh, sports is a, a major, major contributor of uh, who I am today. So was your dad into sports too? I mean, I know he was your coach, yes. but did he? Uh, was both he of an my athlete? parents are into sports. Okay. Uh, my dad definitely more than my mom, okay. but my mom is an amazing cheerleader. You would think that I'm. Playing every game on the court with the surge so she makes sure her voice is heard but my dad really I think instilled the option of playing as many sports as possible mm-hmm. my mom made sure that I stayed active so it's definitely some history with my dad even him contributing into the surge and our foundation of when we started that he he will forever have a sounding board even to this day if he thinks I should be doing something different he lets me know you'll say that <laughs> yeah but you welcome that don't you I because do, you absolutely. know that the, your best interests you know, he's got your best interest. What's in awesome mind is and- surge games, and I really didn't realize this until a few years ago. They've become a family affair. Uh, mm-hmm. My little sister has interned with the surge since she's been in middle school. Uh, my little brother has interned with the surge. My mom uh, volunteers anytime I need her to. My dad just watches from the stands. Um, <laughs> but I really couldn't ask for a better support system. Yeah. So, now did you play in college? I did. You did. I played okay. here locally at Columbia College for two seasons, and then I was at Missouri Baptist. 
But the fun fact that I share is my senior year, I actually finished on a golf scholarship, not basketball. Uh, So I'm kind of a combo sport player. So that's one thing I also have to uh, thank my dad for was getting me involved playing golf at an early age. And I played in high school a little bit. Well, that kind of, we kind of have talked a little bit about your early journey. Now I want to move into when I met you, I remember Kalia, you and I met through an innovation summit that we were both a part of. You were the moderator. I was on the panel and we got together and I was just blown away about your story about the surge. You played basketball in college. So you, you graduated and then very quickly, let's talk about that. What did you do? It's funny because at an early age, my resume sounded a lot longer than it was, but my (laughs) senior year, since I switched to playing golf, I had a lot more time on my hands. So I started working for a local automotive dealership here, Plaza. It was kind of great timing because it was filler time. And then I got really good. And so I went from customer service to leasing. Uh, Then I got fast tracked into their management program uh, when they switched over to Asbury. And so I, I got an immediate foundation into really the ins and outs of the automotive dealership. And primarily my brand became Lexus. And so having the opportunity to get exposed to corporate with a Fortune 500 company, um, really understanding and being directly under our GM um, was an amazing experience for me because my primary skill set was finance. So that transitioned me into how I came about the surge was really the most interesting because without my corporate background, uh, especially having that at 21, 22 to transition those first few years, I think it gave me a, a different skill set to be able to come in as being an entrepreneur. So talk to us about that. You were how old? When you <laughs> when you went and bought the <laughs> so surge. I, I took the crazy leap of faith to buy a basketball team at 23 years old. May of 2011, I became one of the youngest franchise owners in the country, and we hit the pavement running. Every year, I, I kid all the time, I say each year, especially as being an entrepreneur, is a dog year because you learn so much. Uh, you build so many relationships. Mm-hmm. You, it's just the highs and the lows, the pitfalls, and you always figure out a way to get through them. And, you know, fast forward for us, we're in our eighth season. So with seven seasons under our belt, this is the first year we've been on the runway and now we're taking off. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of the visibility, we've built a brand from scratch here in the city. Uh, we've now positioned ourselves next to the blues and cards as really being recognized and marketed in the city as the next women's franchise building in the market. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure people feel the surge and uh, know that we're here to stay. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Well, it is certainly a great addition to the St. Louis community. And, and our family has been to the games and yeah. there's just a ton of fun. It really, it's great for the whole family. What's awesome about Surge Games, and I don't want to sound biased, but they're amazing. Uh, So the amount of excitement, the positive energy, the fact that we draw town and country in St. Louis City in one spot and no one blinks an eye. It is reflective of our community. There isn't a fan that we don't draw who are just excited, not only for entertainment uh, in a central location with us being at Washu Fieldhouse, but it's affordable. You can come back Mm -hmm. to back weekends and you know you're going to have a great time Mm -hmm. because we're going to give you a great product and a great experience. Right. Well, and the team has done extremely well, haven't we have. they? We, we have a couple of uh, couple of big rings under our belt. Yes. So two national championships and in seven seasons, we've competed in six national championships. So we're two and four. So as you can imagine, it's time to even that out. That is just incredible. I'm so impressed with what you've done, Kalia. It really is. I've had an amazing support system, Lisa. The women and the caliber of players that we have a part of our roster is really what's incredible. Mm-hmm. All of our players have 
postgraduates. Over half of our players have master's degrees. We are really, really good and really, really smart. And the dynamic of showing the community uh, not only professional women athletes, but incredible women off the court. Um, That's something that's been instilled in me at a very young age of just if you're going to do something, you're going to do it to the best of your ability and give 110%. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get not only out of myself, but the players, the staff, and the full experience. Well, I know that you and I talked about that a little bit. And talk to us just a little bit about your recruiting methods. I mean, because I know you are incredibly selective yes. when you go to yes. recruit, right? So talk to us a little bit about that. What are you looking for? Where do you get these women? Uh, I think you've even gone overseas, haven't you, yeah. to recruit some? Um, so. What's amazing is we literally customize our own dream team from across the country. Always, though, half of our players are always from the St. Louis and Illinois area. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's enough talent that comes right out of our backyard to be able to attract uh, and retain here in St. Louis. The other half, when we're recruiting out-of-state players, I have a very strict model and philosophy that we stick to and we don't budge from. We recruit character first without sacrificing talent. Uh, It's at the foundation of who we are. If you don't naturally like to volunteer, if you don't naturally like kids, you're simply not a good fit for us. Mm -hmm. So every player goes through a a very extensive interview process. Every player goes through a full personality and professional assessment. We've been very fortunate with our consulting firm, with CMA, understanding why we wanted to add this as a component of our recruiting process. And what's been amazing is we now take that career inventory data and be able to pair it within our corporate partners. So last season, we placed eight players within our corporate partners. And so you're seeing us recruit talent. That's the given, right? Mm -hmm. We averaged 104 points a ball game. You know it's going to be a fast-paced transition game. But the flip side is all of these players are now also pursuing their careers as engineers, accountants, communications, marketing, and so on and so forth. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that they have a whole other job to add on to that. Well, and I'm just thinking, Kalia, you've done it right. You really have because we know athletes many times get idolized, Yeah, you know, and especially by younger people, but showing that these women are smart and they are of the highest character, character first. And I just, I love that because you know there's a lot of young eyes that are watching. And truly outside of sports, that's the same thing you're building within your business, Lisa. Like you want great people that work for you, that you know that you can trust, that you know that they're building with family values. Mm -hmm. Um, And so taking those principles and building a, a sports team is absolutely achievable. It's being intentional, it's being strategic, and it's being mindful of how you want and who you want to represent the city. And I think that's what's been really cool as I've evolved as well of understanding I'm not just looking for a talented player. It is the whole package. And then once we're getting out-of-state players and they're moving to St. Louis and make it home, that's the biggest stat for me, which is just really cool. Yes, that is huge. I love that because, you know, then they hopefully will get a job with one of our corporate partners. It's yep. a great way to, you know, bring awesome people into the uh, region, too. And it, it really shows, you know, a lot of people are always shocked of like, wow, they have full-time jobs. And it's, the surge is actually designed for all of our players to have full-time employment because typically what you see is that players have, uh, they have an undergraduate degree, mm-hmm. uh, half of which end up having master's degrees because they've taken advantage of their fifth year. 
So they have an education. They're smart. They don't have experience. And then you don't have connections because your coaching staff isn't equipped or in the business community to be able to tee you up with an immediate intro. And so we provide those umbrella of resources to be able to do that for them. And it's kind of low-hanging fruit for me. After seeing this, I was like, wait a minute. Why wouldn't more programs, why wouldn't we do this more? So Mm -hmm. I've been really focused on creating the Surge Blueprint so we can scale this as we continue to grow. Right. Well, and that is something that I've seen you do. I mean, you truly are out there in the community and you are building relationships with corporate partners. And, uh, you know, I think that that is something different. You know, It's organic, too. I'm excited to start taking off a few of these hats, literally. (laughs) I've been doing a lot for a very long time. And as we build our front office staff and we continue to grow, I think corporate partners now look at us uh, in a different light to where this is the perfect time to attach your brand to a community organization, a community asset that also happens to be a professional basketball team. So we've kind of positioned ourselves in the right way to be able to grow. And uh, it's time. It it really is. It's just time for us. It's the year of the surge. I'm putting it's it out the there. year of the surge. I love <laughs> that. We'll start using that vernacular as well when we talk about you guys. So we've touched on this a little bit, and you've kind of given your personal story, Markalia. Why do you think sports is important for young people, and in particular, girls? What are those lessons that these young people can learn What's through sports? awesome, Lisa, is there, there is so many reasons. You keep your kids involved and active in sports uh, just simply for the intangible skill sets that they learn that are valuable throughout their entire lifetime because those are the opportunities where you're learning to work with people you didn't think you would be working with. You learn how to team. Uh, you fail, and you figure out how you fail forward and bounce back because you don't have time to dwell. And the data is staggering of looking at 96% of women in leadership positions at the C-suite level have played sports of some sort. And I think sometimes people are like, wait a minute, doesn't mean you've played pro sports or even collegiate sports, but at some time you played some form of bitty ball. Mm-hmm, Something mm-hmm. happened uh, <laughs> to where, and then I get a lot of questions where like, well, I'm a dancer, I'm a runner. That means you're athletic. That's right. Um, That's... And that timing of getting women to say, if you've been to a Blues or a Cardinals game, you too are a sports fan. And so we want you to be a Surge fan. <laughs> uh, no differently. And I think the importance For my young boys, it's awesome because it it creates a a mindset for them to see strong, successful women uh, at an early age, and then they grow up and that's their norm. We immediately break the cycle of men who don't experience women's professional sports and don't see it as often as they should. They Mm -hmm. see it when they come to a surge game. Mm -hmm. So most of my little boys and my guys are just blown away by a surge game. (laughs) And for my young girls that are attending surge games, they get to see what's possible. Um, They get to see women that look like them. They get to see that you don't have to just choose one career or one dream that you can too be a professional athlete. You can pursue your professional career off the court. You get to see young girls who are just like, wow, this can be me. Mm -hmm. And then you take back into the data that we've seen of girls dropping off at 13, 14 years old because they don't see a future in the sport because women still aren't being paid equal wages across all of women's sports. Mm -hmm. But what we know is that this is not a trend. This is the way... uh, the world is headed. Women are being celebrated. You're being empowered. You're seeing more women in leadership positions. You're seeing more women entrepreneurs. And so that's what young girls see at a surge game. I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Kalia Collier. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Muncy and I'm the executive producer of the Something Extra podcast. Now, I know you're listening to this show and thinking, wow, this podcast thing seems to be taken off. How do I get started with my own podcast? If you aren't thinking that, you should be. 
Podcasts are one of the most disruptive new ways to reach your audience, and businesses of all sizes are taking note. If you want to get ahead of the curve or just want to explore some ways podcasting can meet your business goals, reach out to me and email podcast at technologypartners.net. I'd love to help. So, Kalia, I mean, there are already a lot of fans for The Surge, but for those listeners out there that maybe haven't even heard of The Surge, why do they need to become a fan? You want to be in a Surge game because not only is it affordable for your family, it's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a one-in-a-lifetime experience that you get to do the entire summer. It's an amazing opportunity to see the fan base that we've organically grown here in St. Louis. You know, every fan that we have, we've earned by being entrenched in the community one by one uh, through all the community service that myself, our players, our coaches of making sure that we're grassroots efforts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so cool for how many people have still yet to learn about the surge. Uh, The more you see our marketing increase by the growth that we're getting from the city, it changes the whole dynamic of being like, wow, this is the place to be. Why have I not gone to a surge game? Absolutely. Uh, And we want that buzz continuously happening in the city. Yes. And that is something I've definitely noticed about you and about your players. I mean, you are out there in the community. It's really important for you, Kalia, for these players to not just be a model on the court, but you want to get entrenched in the community and transform the people that we wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, We exist to make transformative change. We exist to make community impact and a byproduct as we win basketball games. which is a little different from what you see in traditional sports. Sure, sure. Um, and so just by seeing the power of how are you surging in the community, we want the surge to be a noun. It's, it's truly positive impact. And I love the fact that you never come to a surge game and you see anybody grumpy. Even when we're down, it's just <laughs> intense. Yes. Uh, you're smiling because you're being welcomed. You're being appreciated because you could be anywhere else on a Saturday or a Sunday, but you're at a surge game. And so I kind of laugh at all the people that say, you know, this is just a card city. You know, everyone, this is a baseball town, it's simply not. St. Louis is a sports city. Very gratifying. We've grown to two to 3,000 fans organically. Uh, so imagine what we do as we increase our marketing budget. I, I know you will. <laughs> Lisa, that's the part you don't have to worry about with me. <laughs> that's uh, right. You we get will. to do this for a very long time because it, it really is about impact and creating good change positive. Um, and positive, positive change. change. Well, you've already alluded to it a little bit. I mean, St. Louis is a great sports town. There is no doubt we've got some amazing teams here. But, Kalia, you've probably thought about it, and I think I probably could guess where you're going to go with it. But, I mean, how could it be even better? I think it's by embracing the teams that we have. When people are saying, all right, well, how do we attract an NBA team, an MLS team? And then I love to tell them we already have professional basketball in the city. So stop (laughs) saying I wish we would have a pro basketball team. You have one. You have the surge. Uh, We just want to continue to make that bigger and bigger. And I think that is the key component of supporting. If you're not wearing merch, if you're not buying tickets, uh, we can't grow the fan base, and particularly for women's sports. I am very keen on positioning the Surge brand to where it's not just the right thing to do. It's not it's a good cause. or You go to a Surge game because it's an incredible product. Mm-hmm. You come to a surge game because you want the experience. You love the talent and the players, the fact that we have eight All-Americans on our roster. That is what's exciting, and it's keeping that at the forefront of, of what we're building. Well, you certainly have been a trailblazer <laughs> for the women's sports, and so I'm really hoping that as other sports teams look and see how St. Louis has embraced the surge, 
they'll be inspired to do the same thing, you yeah. know, with other women's sports, soccer 110%. or whatever. Uh, it it's passing be. the baton and it's creating the platform for others to be able to do it. Uh, that's what trailblazing really is. Uh, a couple of the, the legends that are here, Jackie Joyner-Kersey has been in, incredible in terms of her winning in life and what that meant for her. And to be able to share that with me, it's now the next generation has to do it even better. And then the next generation. And that's how we create the cycle of positivity and people wanting to just do something outside of themselves. I love that. Well, and you just reminded me, I mean, we're always, wherever we go, we're we're standing on somebody else's shoulders, aren't we, Kalia? Absolutely. Because Jackie Joyner-Kersey did set the bar, right? And then you're standing on her shoulders. I mean, I just, I think that's so wonderful. Well, let's talk about, this is called Something Extra. So let's talk about maybe something extra one of your players, something extra in your dad or your mom. Talk about something extra that you've seen in someone else. I have a lot to think about. That's kind of tough to narrow <laughs> it down to one. Well, you can no, you don't um, have to do one. You can you can tell us I, a few stories. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a few stories. I'm okay. gonna start with my mom. Um, my mom is just a shining positive light. She is always saying something positive, encouraging, motivating. Even on probably one of my roughest, toughest days, she always has something to say to me that's just like, all right, pull it together. And she instilled in me, if better is possible, then good is not enough. And it's literally everywhere for me. It's in my office. It's in my bedroom. Uh, it is my favorite quote. And uh, it just, it tells you so to keep pushing. So say that again. If better, if better is, is possible, possible, then good is not enough. You don't have the opportunity to be average. You can't become complacent. And I think that's a driving force that pushes me every day. In addition to that, uh, I admire all of our players, their pure determination and tenacity to go after what they want. Uh, A lot of people say they want to live their dreams, but a lot of people don't put the execution behind it or the work that goes with it. And it's as cliche as it gets that hard work does pay off and the only people that don't make it are the ones that quit. And so to see these women really sacrificing their time, their talent, their bodies to compete at a professional level as well as uh, being academic is incredibly powerful and inspiring. And thanking all the women who uh, have really been a part of my life to where I see something extra in them just to give back. And that includes you, Lisa, uh, to be able to give me a platform, to be able to support and encourage us in what we're doing. You know, it's great to have the guys do it, and we appreciate it when they do. Yes. But it's even more meaningful when it comes from powerhouse women that you can look at and say, there's a piece of you that I wanted me that, you know, you really admire. And I think that's what I love of seeing other women because we can't do it by ourselves. Oh, my goodness. And we don't want to. I think that's what other people forget. Like, I don't want to be a solo. I don't want to do this and just be the only one. You want people to follow. Um, You want to be able to lead. And I think that's a combination of doing both. So thank you because we have known each other for a long time uh, and you haven't forgotten about the surge. You're always (laughs) plugging us uh, when you can and uh, it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And you just, you've been a bright light to me too, Kalia, and just an inspiration truly for what you've done and what you've accomplished. So talk to us a little bit. What do you believe is the something extra that every leader needs? One, I think that I have learned is empathy, really understanding that you see people for who they are and you help push them to their potential and their maximum. Like, it's coaching. And I think every great leader is a coach. 
you are motivating, you are pushing, you are figuring out how to pull someone from the bottom to the top because you want everyone on your team to be able to operate to their maximum level. At that level, level. potential. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, at first, you know, people always be like, Clea, do you play? Do you coach? And I'm like, no, I'll be offended when people stop asking me if I play because that means I no longer look athletic. <laughs> um, but now I embrace it. Of like, I don't coach my team. Uh, I'm, I'm solely the owner and general manager, but I am a coach. And I think every great leader should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every great leader should be intentional with their words. What mm-hmm. are you wanting to accomplish? Words are so important. They words are. do matter, don't they, Words Kalia? do matter. They uh, do. They do. And I think being intentional with how you encourage and how you give constructive criticism. It's really easy for a lot of people to tear people down, right? We got that part. You can tell someone what they're not good at, what they can't sure. accomplish, but how do you build them up? That's the key component that will always separate the good from the great. Well, and then sometimes I think the component is, you know, have you shown that person that you truly, truly care about them as a person. It's not, you know, I'm not trying to tear you down to make myself look better. It's because I really care. And to your point before, you want people to reach their maximum potential. You know, we all need mirrors. I said something to somebody yesterday. I said, I want some feedback and I don't want you to tell me, oh, it was great. (laughs) I want you to tell me the good, bad, and the ugly, because you know what? I am a person. I want to continue to grow. I want to continue, you know? So you need those people in your life that love you and care for you, but they're going to tell you the truth. Because you need to know the truth. A hundred and ten percent. And that's why I am so thankful. I have a group of best friends. I have had some terrible ideas along the way. And they're like, Kalia, <laughs> that's not the way to go. Not a good idea. Um, and without those people who are willing to be honest with you, which also creates some vulnerability for them. Oh, yes. Um, as well as vulnerability for us to be able to take it and receive that information and not taking it as just you're you're being a Debbie Downer. Or you're trying to hurt me in a way. You're just you're trying to make me better. And I think that's the side that uh, it, it's tough. You know, you have to swallow that a little bit in your gut. No one likes hearing Nobody bad stuff. Nobody likes hearing that. But you're appreciative when you know it's coming from the right place. I agree. Well, tell me, is there anything that's coming up that you want our listeners to know about? It's home opener. You know, we're as as excited as I am for opening day with the cards. I'm even more excited for home opener for the surge. Saturday, June 8th at 6.05, it's going to be the place to be. It's our 100th game celebration. And what's amazing, Lisa, is that we are dedicating this game to powerhouse women. I love saying there can be no women's movement without great guys. We need them just as much a part of the movement. But I really want to celebrate what we've accomplished in this milestone with the surge of having women who are trailblazing themselves that wake up every day and they do amazing things to be able to come in and celebrate with us as well. And of course, I'm going to have my gentlemen who are there and my my young guys who are cheering us on. But we're excited about Home Opener. Yes. Um, It sounds like it's the place to be. It's the place to be. The 100th game. Wow, that's going to be so fun. So how do our listeners, how do they get tickets? STLSurgeBasketball.com. Tickets are live right now on Metro Ticks. We're almost sold out of season tickets. Wow. Uh, which is, this will hurry. be the first time. We've come very close, but we've never officially sold out. So this is our year to do it. Um, I'm really rallying uh, really all of my support system solely to say, sure. hey, if you know me, support. So we can continue building a, a legacy here in the city of creating positive energies. 
So I'm going to say it again. Home opener, June 8th, 6.05 p.m. at Wash U Fieldhouse (laughs) Athletic Complex. It's the place to be. I really can't imagine a a better place to spend your summer nights. Right. So all I'm going to say is do it and do it today. (laughs) (laughs) Go get your tickets today. Well, Kalia, it has just been my pleasure to have you. This has been so much fun, and uh, thank you so much for being here. We know to do this again, Lisa. Absolutely. Thank you very, very much. (laughs) Our show today is executive produced by Brian Muncy. Our technical producer is Daniel Williams. Something Extra with Lisa Nichols is a Technology Partners production. Copyright Technology Partners, Inc., 2019. For show notes or to reach out to Lisa, visit tpi.co slash podcast. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen.